Okay, here we are right now with some words to share. Today I've got a little experiment, a thought experiment, that I thought we'd like to discuss, that we might discuss. And it's an old thought experiment. Who knows where it comes from, really? And it's simple enough, and it is far-reaching. I mean, these implications go deep into human history and the human condition. And the thought, the thought experiment goes like this. You wake up tomorrow, and you're in hell. Now, what do you do? And you could say, well, what is hell? What is your conception of hell? What does that look like? What does that mean to be in hell? What does it mean to really suffer? And of course, this is things that this is this is stuff that well, it's no small thing, really. It's no sort of throwaway idea because this notion of heaven and hell, well, it reaches into the world religions. It reaches into philosophy. It reaches into psychology. It reaches into so many areas of human knowledge which are really, in a sense, trying to make sense of how we are, make sense of this place in the world that we have, make sense of the human condition at large. And let's think this through. Let's talk about this. What is hell? What would hell be? It's almost like you can think of something worse than you've been through. It's possible to imagine something worse than the worst thing you've had done to you. And in a way that's true. But also, the other side of that would be that you could say, well, the worst thing that's happened to you is the worst thing. And in some ways, it, it's always ever, only ever going to be the worst thing, right? The worst thing to have happened to you is the worst thing. And really, in a certain, with, with a certain ability to conceive of other, that is the case. You walk around and say, this is the worst thing ever. Or you have something within you that is t telling you, that this is the worst thing ever. Like, there's this thing that you would say is the worst thing ever. And to really be able to think beyond your own experiences takes a certain amount of contemplation, of imagination, of thought, of understanding other people's experiences, of understanding other more generally. And I mean, like, let's look at this really basically. Let's just. Like, look at this. You wake up and you're in hell. So what's happening? Well, you're in pain. Nothing's working. There's suffering all around you. 
Everything's burning. Everything's on fire. Maybe that's a kind of ABC notion of hell that we can start with. And what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Well, there's only one thing you are going to do in that situation, really. And it is try to alleviate the suffering that you've got. It's that simple. It really is that simple. And it's not going to be a decision. It's not going to be something that you have to think about to arrive at. It's going to be, I need to be out of this suffering now. And you're going to do everything in your power and anything that you can think of or do to do that. And I believe in that is an important lesson. I believe in that is something that applies to all points of the human condition, which is to alleviate the immediate suffering. Now, if you're in hell, well, hell would be that you can't alleviate it, right? Hell is unending. Hell is that place where you can't fix anything. Everything's gone wrong and there's no way to fix it. That would be a kind of hell. Because you'd ask yourself, well, like say say, say you wake up and you're in hell and you want to alleviate your suffering and you try a few things. Well, you're going to work out eventually if you try enough things that some things do work and some things don't. That's the notion of being in a situation which you have to contend with. And you would think that you'd, well, stop doing the things that don't help and do more of the things that do help. And what would that look like? Well, you'd need to have some sort of continuity. You'd need to have some sort of length, some sense of time. Because the things that you try to alleviate your suffering, for at least one thing, might take some time to have some effect. They might take some time to actually work. And they might only work temporarily. They might only work for a little bit. And further still, they might be things that cause other problems. So you might find something that alleviates your suffering for a moment but then later comes back on to you, comes back to you with more problems or more pain. So you're looking for something, for those things that alleviate suffering, at least immediately, if not in the short term, long term, and that don't cause more problems. And you can take that as a life lesson. You can take that as something that applies to all points. Are you doing anything now that is helping you temporarily, but hurting you in the long run? Does it hurt you when it comes back to bite you? Does it somehow come back later on? 
And you could say that this thing of continuity is really a never-ending scale. Because how far you can see and how much of the connection between your actions and their results is something that goes you know, on an ever-deepening scale. You can see ever further, right? There's only ever so much. I mean, there's not only ever so much. I mean, there's, there's so much more that can... It, it, it's like this. You can say, if you're in hell, well, I need my immediate suffering to be alleviated for just, just a moment. And then once you figure out how to do it momentarily, period, just every now and then, sporadically, then you'd want to look at extending that. And you'd want to extend it longer and longer and longer and then make it ever and ever deeper. And so that's the scale. That's the limit to what it is that you can see. And if we make continuity a life lesson or a point that can be put onto any other point within our condition, then what what would that look like? I mean, you could just walk around saying, what has led me here? What has this brought me to? What, what has brought me to this situation? Why is it that I'm experiencing this? And this question of why, why am I here? Why am I having this feeling? Why is this happening to me? Is that urge towards continuity? Am I making myself clear about this word continuity? It's like, I mean, what, I mean, what do we have? We have our memory and what else? What is there beyond memory? I mean, there's also a, a concept, like you have a concept of your past, you have a concept of what you've done, which is not necessarily a a memory as in you remember it as an image or an experience or sounds or thoughts, but you you say narratively in terms of a narrative what your past has been, which has led you to here. But beyond that, is that all we've got? Is that all you have? And if that's the case, well, that would be a call to really go deep on introspection, to really go deep on working out where it is that you came from and really connecting the dots. And in that, I would say that there's not just the collection of individual points. There would also have to be the collation of them or the summary of them, or the kind of, like a, like a generalization. Like when you talk about certain things in your life, you don't, you don't go into too much specifics, or, or, or it wouldn't help to go into too much specifics. And then on the other hand, it also wouldn't help to be too general. You sort of need, you sort of need both those. 
Because we can say something, well, when, when is a time in your past when you've been through hell? And maybe not hell, maybe just a tough time. If it's not, if hell's too much, then let's say, well, when have you been through a hard time in your life? And then you can tell a story. Well, this happened and this happened and I was in this place and these people were involved and that was a tough time. And that would be sort of the specifics. But then generally you could say, well, there's been a number of instances where, you know, I struggled because of this, because I didn't have this understanding or because I didn't know this about myself or because I didn't have these things to help me or these people to help me. And when you get really broad and really general, you can say things like, well, I struggled because I was ignorant. I struggled because I was self-centered. I struggled because I had misunderstandings about how the world works. I struggled because I just had this one idea in my head that was going around and around, and I thought that if I could just live up to this idea then my life would be all right. And I really suffered a lot because of that. Now, those are all really general things, right? They're really broad things. And if you were to go the other end and say things really specifically, like, well, well, I really suffered because this person said this to me. Well, that's very an awfully specific thing, right? For someone to say something to you, to have specific words on one instance, on one occasion, well, that's very nitty-gritty. And yet, that's not to say that it wouldn't cause the suffering. That's not to say that you shouldn't be into the specifics, because you can look at that and have it as a way to sort of undermine someone's suffering. Which is where, how can you, it's, it's like, how can you get so caught up in what someone has said? How can one little comment cause so much hurt towards you? And when you ask that sort of question to that situation, you're moving away from the specific towards a more general or a deeper understanding. And it's not to say that it's not important. Because you could, go, you could go the other way. Someone says, oh, I'm really upset because of my ignorance. You could say, well, can you give a specific example of that? Can you say something you've said? Recall something you've said out of ignorance. Or recall something someone has said to you and you received in an ignorant way. So that's a little bit about waking up in hell. And to sort of add to this notion of life lessons or points that apply to other areas, we not only have alleviating personal suffering and continuity, but we also have This thing of applying principles even when you wouldn't initially think to apply them. 
So let's look at alleviating suffering and continuity, for example, which would be that you say, okay, how do I alleviate my personal suffering? You say, well, I'm not suffering. It might be that you don't feel like you're in hell. You're not in pain. You're not struggling. And in that is actually, well, what I would wager to you is an unconsciousness. It's something that you're not aware of. And to look at this by choice, to actually go into your suffering by choice, is where the real gains are to be made. And there's a lot to this really because we not only are unconscious of the sufferings that we have, but there's also an actual effort that is held up not to confront them, not to admit them to ourselves. And it's only by admitting them that we can really work with them. And so much work does have to be done at breaking down walls, breaking down barriers psychologically and emotionally and socially. Because we don't want to suffer. I mean, so much of our composition has been made out of a kind of hell where we're just trying to hold things together. We're just trying to keep it at bay, keep the pain at bay by distraction or denial or saving face. And it's not pretty to tell someone that, well, the way out of your suffering is to actually confront it and to live it again and to, in many ways, embrace it because that means reliving it. That means consciously going into it, which means that you experience it. You experience it in a way that in so many ways is more painful than just denying it. And yet the other thing to understand is that you can come out of it. It's that there's a release on the other side. And this is where we get into continuity. Because these two things go in hand, of, hand in hand, of course, because you could say, well... How do you feel at a certain time and at other certain times? And how would you know when you're not feeling a certain thing? Or how would you know when you are feeling the same thing again at a certain time? How would you know? How would you know when a feeling is absent? How would you know when a certain feeling that you're having right now is the same feeling you've had in a different situation. And the answer is to apply that technique, apply that concept where you wouldn't think to apply it. And that's a little bit to say about waking up in hell 
That's a little bit to say about our situation because in a way we are in hell. The human condition is hell, but it's only half hell because, of course, the other side of the thought experiment or the reverse of the thought experiment, which we can do, is what happens if you wake up tomorrow and you're in heaven? How is that different to waking up in hell? And what would you do? What would you do? And what would that look like? What comes to mind? What do you imagine when we ask, what's it like for you to wake up in heaven? And it's just a thought experiment. It's nothing, it's nothing religious. We don't have to bring any of the world traditions into it. Just make it personal. Just make it like, what's your idea of pleasure? And that'll tell you something about yourself. That'll tell you something about what you want and the limits of your experience, or the breadth of your experience, the depth of your experiences. And I would guess that one of the first things you'd say is, well, is this going to last? How do I make this last? If waking up in hell is how do I make this stop, then waking up in heaven is how do I make this last? And you could also ask, well, why? Why me? Why has this happened? What did I do to deserve this heaven? And here, the answer is appearing to me that there is no one that deserves heaven. And there is no one also that deserves hell. Not in an absolute sense. Not in its final sense. I mean, the question of what you deserve, well, that's a question of judgment, isn't it? And that just reeks of religious dogmatism. That that reeks of a kind of person standing over your shoulder, whether it's good or for bad. And I don't think either of those are a kind of freedom. There's no justice in judgment in so many ways. And another thing you might do if you're in heaven, if you wake up in heaven, is, well, you might want to tell people about it. You might want to talk about it. You might want to share. You might want to find out, is this happening to anyone else? Now, that doesn't really come up in hell. When you're in hell, you really only worry about yourself. You can't think much about others. It might be that, well, if you can and you see others are in hell, then, well, that's just going to add to your hell, isn't it? And if you wake up in heaven and you find that others are also in heaven... Well, that's just going to add to your joy, isn't it? And in that is, well, how you feel is connected to how others are. And that is true in an ultimate sense. 
That is true in so many ways, in more ways that can be said. And of course, the world we're living in is neither heaven or hell. It's both. There is incredible beauty and joy and peace and ecstasy out there. And there is also immense suffering and pain, torture, and just just downright hopelessness. And I haven't been able to separate the two. I haven't been able to personally see, well, how do I have one and not the other? And when it comes to awareness or being conscious of something, well, I would say there is bliss, there is peace, and that is beyond hell. And in that sense, there is heaven without hell on earth. But it's not quite that simple. It's not quite that obvious. There's no way to really put that into an individual with their own experiences and their own collections of experiences and separate it out from, sort of have it isolated from the other things that are around in their connections. There's no, yeah, it's it's just not possible. So, yeah, that's a tricky one to sort of divvy out. I mean, there is there is bliss and there is peace. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to add to that to really clarify what I mean there. And another thing I'll add is that the only way you can feel more is to feel more of both. And the only way to learn about feelings is to feel deeper. And that would be a call to a kind of extremism. I mean, you talk, you, you hear this word extremist, right? Fundamentalist extremist. Well, there's a reason that fundamentalism is often associated with the religious type. It's because, well, they have that kind of thinking, heaven and hell. That's a fundamentalist way of thinking. That's an extremist way of thinking. Life isn't just heaven and hell. And yet there's also a strength in that. There's also a strength in fundamentalism. There's a strength in extremism. There's something to be learnt in that, which is that you need to go deeper. I mean, to say that feelings are hell or heaven, and there's nothing in between, well, that's to really be feeling everything. That's to really be in an experience, totally. And how far away are we from that normally, right? Normally it's just our mundane life. Ah, it's just the same city I've been living in. 
That's just the same house I've been in. Ah, it's just the same job, the same family, the same routine, the same things that I do day and day. And it's so easy to forget extreme feelings, extreme experiences. It's so easy to not see how that is important. And many people might even argue that it's not important to have extreme experiences. Some people might say, well, they're just happy to be going along with their average life. Just plotting along. And yet I would wager that if you talk to these people and you really looked back on their life and really knew their life story, there would be moments which stood out to them. There would be moments of significance for them and it would be in the moments when they really felt deeply that they were, that they would be having some sort of significance happen to them. And it could be a positive feeling or a negative feeling. It could be a, an experience of hell or an experience of heaven. And I guess really you could sort it out for yourself, right? Like, do you need more extremism in your life? Do you need more sort of strength of going deep into something? Or is it that you actually do need some sort of stability and continuity? I mean, continuity is one of those things that goes full circle because you can say you don't have continuity, you don't have grounding because you're all over the place. You know, there's this big high and then this big low and there's these ups and downs and ins and outs and all over the place. But actually, when you have an authentic high, a pure high, well, that actually becomes a normal. That actually becomes a continuity. And many notions of this life of ups and downs, like you could say, well, the drug addict has really big highs and really big lows. Is that the sort of lifestyle you mean? And the answer is no, because actually I would say that the The drug addict doesn't know a pure kind of bliss. It's an illusory kind of bliss, which is a kind of hell, in fact. And if you look at the continuity of their life, you would see that they don't know bliss. Many people take drugs and don't know bliss and ecstasy and peak experiences. The majority of people, I would say, take drugs and don't learn the lessons from them. And that is a kind of hell. I mean, not learning, that would be a kind of hell. Like if you wake up and you're in hell and you can't figure anything out and everything's going wrong, well, what, what's worse than that? And if you wake up and you're in heaven, well, then you'd be able to learn things, right? Things would be easy. You'd be able to understand things. You'd be able to work out how to make things 
happen better. Right? That's that's heaven. That's a that's a good sort of another little nugget that we can put onto this. Hell is not being able to learn and heaven is being able to learn. So those are some thoughts. And I hope you can see without me spelling it out to you too much that all these ideas apply to the everyday life. They apply to what you are doing right now. And, of course, there's further psychological maps that we can put onto this because there's always the old sort of psychological thing, which is where we're drawn towards pleasure and away from pain, towards pleasure, away from pain. But it's not really that simple because when we look at continuity and we look at the backs and forths of the consequences of our actions, then you can see that that model doesn't really help us too much. And you can figure it out for yourself, I believe. I mean, if you contemplate on these things, and if you really look at your life, if you really look at your life, you can see where you've gone wrong. You can learn from yourself, but it means looking at your life. It means sitting down and thinking about it without distractions or writing a journal and really understanding that there's value in that. And of course, I talk about the religions as if they're dogmatic and they're broken, and in so many ways they are, but also there's something in them. This idea of heaven and hell is in there for a reason. It's in there for us to learn something. I mean, it's there because it's throughout the cultures of the times. It's really broad enough to be in the human condition, to call it as a part of the human condition. I mean, that's why it's so fundamental there. So, those are some words. I hope this has at least been provoking, if not helpful. And... I'm sort of feeling now like I do have my own stories, like I have my own story. I mean, there's this one instance which I keep saying to myself, which is when I went through hell. And I don't know if now's the right time to tell that story. I'll tell that story when the time is right. And I do know heaven exists. I do know what ecstasy is. I do know what it means to be in just a complete rapture of pleasure. And I don't know if that story or those experiences are really for me to share right now, but they they do exist in me, and that's why I speak about these things. They're important to me, as I hope they can be for you. So thanks very much for tuning in. That's about all I have to say for now, and have a beautiful day. I'll be back very soon with more.